Hello and welcome to One-on-One with Food Management's podcast. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today I'm speaking with Lehigh University Sodexo Executive Chef John Hines, and we are talking about a lot of different things. Um, We talk about campus life during the pandemic. Um, We go back to him growing up in Jamaica. We talk about Jamaican food and um, being a parent during the pandemic and sort of also keeping his team motivated and and his secrets for that. So listen along. I think you're really going to enjoy this. Welcome, John Hines. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So um, I always like to ask chefs sort of, how did you become a chef? Um, So it started from young, pretty much. Um, I used to love bacon since I was like four or five years old. I wish I could remember that recipe, but I made a peanut butter and jelly cake. Don't, I don't remember exactly what I did. It was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, it eventually evolved into me just cooking meats and, and different items. Um, I guess because, um, you know, culturally, um, my parents are from Jamaica. Um, our culture gives us the opportunity to learn how to cook from a young age. And um, I guess the art history of um, of culinary arts, as it's called, yeah. that's what helped me to um, really dive deep into it. Okay, yeah, I'm going to build on that. Maybe that peanut butter and jelly cake, that could be something that you kind of keep like trying to develop the recipe for that because that sounds so good you got to figure that out (laughs) it was so long ago it's like i i wish i could remember exactly what i made up like i just have weird dreams sometimes i guess of certain things and then i just wake up and try it and it actually works that is it's like your subconscious brain probably yeah so where did you grow up oh i was Interesting story, as I said earlier. So I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and at the age of eight, uh, my parents sent me to Jamaica, the island. Um, I lived there for most of my, my secondary life, um, pretty much from yeah, elementary school and graduated high school there. And then came here, came here went to culinary school. Um, I just didn't want a desk job. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. And sort of coming back from, in terms of like ingredients and things that are Jamaican, like I was just speaking with a chef, um, she's from the Dominican Republic and she moved to the American South, like South Carolina. So it's like, you have the pork in common. It's like different ingredients are in common. And then of course, like New York city, you have every culture under the sun. It's a melting pot. Yeah, that's really cool. Definitely. That's what helped me a lot by being in New York, um, I, I ended up learning different cultures, and which helped me to develop even better flavors and kind of tweak different things here and there. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you like? Do you feel like there's um, kind of a New York accent that could be found on on Jamaican food, like specifically Jamaican food that you find in New York City? Do you feel like that is kind of its own thing, maybe? Um. I would say um, in a, not really. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really different having food in Jamaica versus in New York. Yeah. Um, I think because certain ingredients are processed differently. Okay. So the flavor that you would get in Jamaica 
is totally different. Also, the way how we process our meat, um, it's more it's more organic, as you were, um, not USDA organic. Right. In Jamaica, where our chickens are being raised with no GMOs, um, yeah. because I even raised chickens where they naturally three to four pounds for a whole chicken. <laughs> so you know, you get your when you when you marinate those meats, it actually gets seeps inside the meat, and you get all that flavor throughout. That really is different. So in your job now, have you had a chance to work with like some local ranchers or farmers or things like that? Like where, how is, how is that looking right now? And especially like post pandemic, cause it's like worrying about like where you're going to get stuff and everything. Like how is, how is eating local working for your operation right now? So the great thing about this university, um, Lehigh University, um, is that we do have a sustainability movement pretty much. Um, we're we pride ourselves on helping the environment, lowering carbon footprint, and supporting local farmers. Yeah. So um, we have a our a twenty percent. Um, we have to hit twenty percent of local. Oh, food. that's awesome. So I do order like local chicken thighs and um, um, our yogurt, which is really good from Pequia Valley Farms. Um, we get them from Common Market. So I'm I'm happy that this school actually pushes those things so we can actually do a bit more yeah. than what a lot of places actually do. It's true. It's nice like when you have like the the university itself behind that and just make it official and like this is our mission, we want to be sustainable because that matters to people. So yeah. absolutely. That's really cool. And how how is your campus? How did you kind of like weather through the pandemic? Like our are students starting to like feel like it's going to be more normal next year? Or, I mean, I know that's kind of like a crystal ball type question, but like, do you feel like things are going to start to, you know, I, I feel pretty optimistic. Um, well, one of the main words we've been using since this pandemic is flexibility. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, things change on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh. Um, what kind of helped us during these past two semesters is that we're only accepting first year students. Okay. So on campus. So mm -hmm. they pretty much did not know what we had before. Right. And um, so they just got used to this. So for, yeah. for the new semester, we're planning to bring back all these things we used to have before. Because right. we're planning to go full force. Definitely. And hopefully that will include like some kind of what are, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to? Like some chef series or like where you can be more hands-on and do stuff like that what are some of the things that you think that you're going to get back to so we, we actually did start a lot of stuff this semester we have a lot of specials one of the main things we did was a staycation since our students weren't are able to go away for spring break we actually had a week of um food from different um spring break areas so we had um florida we had Montego bay jamaica we had cancun mexico we had Puerto Rico and uh, what was the last one? I don't remember. <laughs> Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So we actually went pretty, we went full on authentic. That is fun. Um, and, and it was that, and that's one of the reasons why I like being here. I'm able to actually do things that, that are out the box 
platform for the students and for whoever comes here to dine in. Even my staff, it's been an eye-opener for a lot of them. Oh, yeah. And just like the the knowledge that you bring and the recipe, recipes that you have that you bring with you. And it's just like, because in Pennsylvania, who would expect that they can have some authentic Jamaican food? So. That is true. In yeah. Pennsylvania, it's, it's a tough, and this side of Pennsylvania, it is pretty tough, honestly. So it's more, <laughs> are you more on the Western side, you would say? Uh, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm in the, we're in the Lehigh Valley area. Yeah, um, so it's like an hour and a half from New York and an hour and a half from Philly. Okay. So we're kind of tucked yeah. away in an area where people are just kind of like stuck in certain ways. <laughs> yes. Well, I always ask people like, are you closer to Pittsburgh or are you closer to Philadelphia? But in the middle, it really is. And then you have that kind of like um, Pennsylvania Dutch food, which is like the most yeah. bland food in the world. Oh, uh, geez, like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's just not like a ton of flavor. So what were um what were some of the dishes that you did for that Jamaican staycation day? Oh, I got oxtail. Um, mm. Yeah, and we, we actually did um dumplings, which a lot of people don't know about. It, it's just basically flour, water, salt, um, little butter. Um, okay. It's rolled into, you use your hand, your palm to kind of get the the whole, what would you call construct of it. Okay. Um, we actually got breadfruit, which a lot of people weren't aware about. They were, is it bread? Is it a fruit? No, it is actually a fruit, which is funny. Um, but it, we actually bake it, um, we roast it, I should say, roast it and then um, fried it. And then I had Escovich snapper. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so we had, we had I, I went pretty uh, all out authentic. I like that. I don't think I've heard of those Jamaican dumplings. Do they have like a name that you call them? It's called dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's it's English language. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> but is it kind of like a spetzel? Because I just I just made some chicken paprikash the other day that was really good, and I just used the store bought spetzel, and that's I love that. So is it similar to that? Um. It's, it's kind of the same process yes but it's uh you make it a a bit tighter okay yeah, yeah. I, never, I never make those from scratch my grandma did and i don't know and every grandma like would just throw this stuff in there i don't know <laughs> for dumplings it's kind of like it's it takes shape depending on the grandma sometimes yeah. so and then i just am getting the store bought i'm just completely lazy i just have them <laughs> just in the it's not lazy times that have made it it's easier for you and i don't know if you have or anything I, or, do. I have one child and I'm a working mom and she's doing yeah. this year so, so. I totally get it I <laughs> totally understand it's not lazy I would never say that <laughs> do you have kids at home yes I have three okay and yeah. how they've been fearing like with school and everything this past year um so I have a teenager she's um she's okay with it mm -hmm. um <clears throat> my six-year-old son he's pretty a mess <laughs> at times because yeah, he's not he's not able to socialize he's not burning all the energy he's kind of locked up a lot in the house so it's, it, it's tough for him for the younger kids I feel like because my daughter's right in the middle she's 11 she has been okay with it but I can't imagine like when she was a little toddler and then and trying to do this trying to work from home and have a toddler it's a lot it certainly is <laughs> yep and the two-year-old is there so she won't yeah you have a two-year-old you yeah. are in the trenches of toddler life right now. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, my wife deals with it more so because I'm always at work, you know, chef okay. life. 
So God bless her. She's great. We've got to give props to mom. Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So many moms and dads during this pandemic. It's just been like, like a lot. Like it's really, you are using all of your parenting skills that you can. It's really, really something. Mm -hmm. And then um, think getting back to, to campus life, um, I wanted to see if you think that maybe people's eating habits have changed, like in terms of comfort food. Do you feel like people are kind of like, give me more of the chicken fingers and, and like things that are comforting to me? Like, or do you feel like they're getting ready to maybe adventure a little more or something of both? Honestly, I was really surprised on how more adventurous these set of students were. Okay, like throughout the thing, cool. Compared to before the pandemic, where it was just like, oh, I just want a burger and an egg or something like that, you know, the plain stuff. These, the set of freshmen that came in, or first year students this semester, pretty much they tried everything. That's cool, that is definitely good. And for you as a chef, and how how have you and the team kind of kept each other motivated, like during all, like you mentioned like the flexibility and like, because sometimes flexibility is gonna cause like a headache and people are going to, you know, like get upset sometimes with things? Like how have you been able to keep it all together? So so for me, um, I'm a person, I'm not, I'm not into the drama and um, all the nonsense. I'm always trying to be optimistic as much as possible. Same. So I, I try to communicate with my staff as much as possible, um, make them aware of anything that's really happening and how much we need to just gel together and get through this time. So we keep huddle, weekly huddles with our leadership team. We keep huddles every day with all our staff in order to communicate. So yeah, you're still gonna have your ups and downs, definitely. Yeah. But um, we try. I try to especially um, help out my staff as much as possible. If I gotta forget about the paperwork side sometimes, I, I do that to make sure that they are alleviated and to do well in their jobs. Yeah, yeah, I like that priority of, you know, like the human priority, like just kind of going from there. That that definitely seems like, like a good place to start from. So I wanted to ask, what is inspiring you in terms of something that you want to try? Like a, a food trend that you've maybe noticed or look, been looking at or an ingredient or something that is like inspiring you to say like, we got to try that. Um. So a lot of things have slowed down as of recently. Um, I just do my own thing a lot of times. Um, I love the Jamaican Asian fusion, so I always try stuff like that. Um, that sounds cool. Motivation for me is just the love of this business, you know. Um, I just throw myself into it, you know. I think about my dad, think about my my family, you know. And also those who, who actually push me, you know, my wife pushes me a lot. My, my director here, Lawrence Flieger, she's great. She pushes me. And um, Bruce, uh, my general manager here, he also supports us dearly. So it, it actually keeps me on my toes. Yes. Because I don't like to be complacent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And that's, I, yeah, I think we all need that support system and then to do the best we can and help other people do the best they can too. For sure. That is, that's, I think that's a, a great note to leave this on. I could talk to you all day. I've got many questions and I, I am going to follow up with you later and we hope that you'll come back and we definitely want to check in with you as, 
as we get into summer and, and the year continues. So thanks, John, for being on. Do that anytime. Thank you so much for listening to Food Management's podcast, One-on-One With. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and we hope to see you back here again for another one.